Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. I did the story the other day about people cheating in a fishing tournament, allegedly. Uh, and I said, you know, it's amazing what people will cheat in. And since then, I've been getting all kinds of stories sent to me about other cheaters or potential cheaters in the news. And I was following this story. And both Dennis and Dan sent it to me and said, Steve, check this out. Cheating in chess? Can you have cheating in chess? And, of course, uh, I've mentioned before briefly that, that I enjoy the game of chess. Uh, I'm a big fan of, of, uh, of studying it, although I'm, you know, I don't play it as well as I'd like or as often as I'd like. But the fact that you could cheat in chess, uh, people have known about for a while, but it depends on the setting. But a lot of people play chess online, and it's very, very easy to put a chess computer on your phone, for instance, or another computer on your desk, and be playing with somebody online and just cheat. And they've got shareware chess programs now that can outplay 99% of the people on the planet. So the idea that people can cheat in chess, we've known about But the question is, could you cheat in an over-the-board game? That is face-to-face with an opponent. You don't have the opportunity to put a computer in your hands. And so you're facing your opponent, and you're playing a game of chess, classical chess, timer right here, possibly an audience there. And uh, a story happened a couple weeks ago where Magnus Carlsen basically got up and walked out of a tournament because he said, I'm convinced that that guy right there is cheating. Convinced he's cheating. Magnus Carlsen is the best living chess player, okay? It's a question about whether he's the best chess player who ever lived, but that's a different argument. My vote would go for Bobby Fischer. However, chess's largest website now says that Hans Niemann cheated in more than 100 games, and that's after they did a big investigation. Yahoo News ran this story by Jack Baer, uh, and in the eyes of the world's top chess player, 19-year-old chess grandmaster Hans Niemann is a cheater also. So Magnus Carlsen said it first, and now chess.com says they agree. An investigation conducted by chess.com into the cheating allegations against Niemann found the American to have cheated in more than 100 games played on their platform. And then they banned him in 2020. And you can guess why they banned him. So... Neiman's been under fire since world chess champion Magnus Carlsen accused him of cheating in an over-the-board game at the prestigious Sinkfeld Cup last month when Neiman beat Carlsen despite the fact that he was playing with the black pieces. Neiman has strongly denied the allegations, but he admitted to cheating twice. He said, I cheated two times, once at the age of 12 and again at the age of 16 on chess.com, but in games without prize money. So he says, yeah, yeah, I, I, I cheated in online games. But they weren't important, and it was just twice, just the two times. According to Chess.com report, Neiman cheated a lot more than twice and did it in online matches with prize money involved. The site reportedly used a variety of cheating detection tools, including a comparison of Neiman's moves to those recommended by Chess Engines, which can easily beat even the likes of Magnus Carlsen. And a Chess Engine is a nickname for a program that plays chess. And they've now got chess playing programs you can put on a computer that you can get, Stockfish and so on. You can buy these programs and you can do several things. You can actually play against the program and set the program at different levels of difficulty. And you can also ask the program to analyze positions. So you can show it a chess position and go, okay, what's the best move here? Or you can ask it, if this is the position and I make this move, what's the best counter move? You can ask very specific things like that. And so the question is, 
Can we tell that this guy is cheating simply by looking at the moves he made? And so what they've done is they've gone back and found a bunch of his games and played out the games move by move and had the chess engine say what would be the best move for this man to make right now. And amazingly, amazingly, Hans Niemann managed to do the best move so often that he is as smart as the best chess engines out there. And just so you know, they went back and they analyzed the games of other chess greats, such as Bobby Fischer. And playing in his best condition, his best games, the ones where he dominated, he made the correct move 70 to 75% of the time. He was in the 70s, the low 70s. Somehow Hans Niemann is playing at 100% of chess engine ability. (laughs) Gee, I wonder why. In a letter from Chess.com's chief chess officer to Niemann, he reportedly noted that Niemann's suspicious moves coincided with times that he opened a different window on his computer. So they say that he's got a computer. (laughs) He's opening another window in the middle of the game. And they're saying that that could be how he checks the engine for the best possible move. But they write, we are prepared to present strong statistical evidence that confirm each of those cases above, as well as clear toggling versus non-toggling evidence, where you perform much better while toggling to a different screen during your moves. Neiman allegedly confessed to cheating in a phone call with that same man back in 2020, and that led to his being banned from the site at the age of 17. Chess.com does have a business connection to Carlson, in case you're curious that there might be some link there. They're currently in the process of buying his Play Magnus app for $83 million. Yes, there's finally money to be made in chess. Neiman remains under investigation by FIDA, the world's chess governing body, over Carlson's allegations. So the question is, did he cheat in other places? That is Hans Neiman. While the Chess.com report is mostly concerned with what Neiman allegedly did on its site, it also comments on a rise through the chess rankings that Carlson called unusual in his statement explicitly accusing Neiman of cheating. Chess players are ranked using the ELO system, E-L-O, ELO, in which every win, loss, or draw slightly alters your player's rating. So you get more points if you beat a higher-rated opponent, And to become a chess grandmaster requires an ELO rating of about 2,500. About 2,500. While the elite of elite players typically sit above 2,700, Magnuson is number one ranked right now at 2,856. 2,856. The problem with Neiman is that while no one has yet presented definitive proof of cheating in over-the-board matches, many people believe he has ascended too quickly through the rankings in the last two years for him to not be cheating. As the Wall Street Journal notes, Neiman reached 2,300 in 2015, or possibly early 2016, then needed more than two years to get to 2,400. 2,500 took another two years, and he became a grandmaster in January of 2021. In the uh, the last 18 months, though, Neiman has rocketed up all the way to around 2,700. Now, 17 to 19 is typically a very young age for elite competition. Neiman's rapid ascent came at an unusually old age, though he's defended the rise by saying he focused on over-the-board chess after he got kicked off of chess.com. Even with that reasoning, though, chess.com found it suspicious that Neiman's rise from the age of 11 to 19.25 
exceeds that of players like Carlson and Bobby Fischer. From the report, they say outside his online play, Hans is the fastest rising top player in classical over-the-board chess in modern history. With each new generation of players, there's a small group who will eventually emerge as the top players. Some of the big names in the current generation um, are eventually probably going to hit that level. But looking purely at ratings, Hans should be classified as a member of this group of top young players. While we do not doubt that Hans is a talented player, we note that his results are statistically extraordinary. Statistically extraordinary. And that, of course, is an understatement. There are also games which Neiman has played with perfect or virtually perfect accuracy, which is often the sign of a cheat. However, some revered cheating analysts have been less eager to argue about whether or not that proves anything. So it is again worth noting that no definitive proof has been presented as to how he could be cheating over the board. Uh, And of course, they point out that other people have cheated as well. And so you might say, but Steve, how would somebody cheat playing in a competition facing somebody? Well, as other people in the room, someone could be sending him signals. And I know you're going to say, really? Well, the thing about it is, is that moving something on a chessboard does not involve a whole lot of verbiage. If I simply tell you to move something to A4, A4, okay? A4 is two digits, right? If I can communicate the concept of A4 to you, there's going to be only a couple pieces that can go to A4. And probably only one of them makes sense. And so if you're looking at the board right now and you're going, do I move this pawn here or this pawn over here? And somebody can signal to you A4. If they've got a chess engine on their phone, which I've got one on my phone, uh, you would know, oh, A4. So the bigger question is, if he's not cheating, how is he playing at the level of chess engines? And and I know what you're saying. You say, Steve, I saw uh, an episode of Star Trek where Spock programmed the ship's computer to play three-dimensional chess. And he noticed it was playing off one day. And so that led him to believe that somebody had tampered with the ship's computers. So doesn't it make sense that humans designed the program? There must be a human out there who can play better than the program. No, 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 that's not how it works at all. Number one, Star Trek was not a documentary. Number two, it's in the future. We're not there yet. And number three, the idea that a human designed a program, therefore a human could replicate the program in their head. One of the things that computers can do is millions and millions and millions of calculations in the time it took me to say that sentence. And so a chess computer can, just using brute force, do all the moves potentially several moves out of it wants to. And I know there's different artificial intelligence things they do and also different ways they program. I understand this. I'm simply pointing out that a chess computer is running at full speed all the time calculating stuff, whereas even a chess grandmaster is looking at the board and has to do some calculations in their head. If I do this, they do that. If I do this, they do that. Then they do this, I do that. Then they do this. Oh, no, that won't work. If I do this, they do that. That's what's going on in your head. But imagine that happening just 
with just countless calculations instead of the plotting way the human brain works. And that's another thing about chess is a lot of tournaments in chess now have blitz games or speed games where they shorten the time on the clock from classical chess. Classical chess moves very, very slow. And after two or three moves, the players might start taking minutes per move. And they have these faster games where you've got to answer and make your move very, very quickly. Otherwise, you run out of time. And if you run out of time, you lose. And the thing about it is, if you're playing a speed game against a computer, <laughs> then you'll really see what I'm talking about. Because they can move their, make their moves very, very fast. And they can, they can, even without running the calculations they would normally run, just running a short set of calculations, still come up with good moves. So the idea that there's a guy out there who routinely plays at 100% accuracy, despite the fact that the best players in the history of chess, because we've actually got records of their games. So there are, you, you, you can go look up. In fact, nowadays it's all online. It's actually pretty cool. So you can find, like let's suppose you woke up one morning and said, I want to actually see the game where Bobby Fischer beat Boris Spassky in Iceland. And Spassky was so impressed by the game that he actually did that at the end of the game. The applause game. Let's suppose that you wanted to study that game. You can find websites where they'll have the board set up and it'll say, replay this game move by move. And you can hit your cursor and it'll do the moves for you. And you can go through it and watch it that way. You can also go onto YouTube and find a guy named Agadmator. A-G-A-D-M-A-T-O-R. One of the greatest guys on the internet. And he analyzes chess games. And he'll have an analysis of that game to where he's got the board up on the screen. He's down in the corner talking. And he is a chess expert. And he'll explain to you what's going on here, why they made the moves they did, and, you know what other lines they could have done and what would have happened if this had happened. And, you know, it looks obvious they should do this, but instead he did this. Why is that? And he'll, he'll show you. And you might say, but Steve, if some guy who's just analyzing games for YouTube can analyze these games, it can't be that difficult. No. The guy's got 45 or 50 years since that game happened and it's been analyzed repeatedly by chess experts ever since. That's how you can analyze it. Anybody can look at a game that's already been played and go, oh, that was a good move. <laughs> that's not the hard part. hard part was coming up with a move when you're sitting at the table in a tournament. So the idea that there's a guy who just suddenly is playing at the same level as the best chess engines out there is absolutely impossible. It's unbelievable in the literal sense of that word. So is Hans Niemann cheating? Well, he has. We know that. And most people in the community believe that he was cheating in the games that were called into question. And the simple question is, how did he cheat? There were some outlandish theories floated as to how people were getting him messages. I won't get into them because some of them would get me demonetized, uh, at least the video. But I think it's more a matter of simply somebody sending him signals, just, you know, A4. And by the way, that could be reduced because remember that the board's only got eight squares in any direction. So you'd only have to know, you know, eight and eight to be able to work that grid. So all you got to do is communicate two numbers in essence. So instead of going A4, you go one to four. Or B5 would be two, five. Wouldn't be that difficult at all. Not that difficult at all. And the scary part is how people cheat. 
and stuff like this. Now, there's money involved in chess, so you could cheat to gain a monetary advantage. Uh, speaking of other cheaters, I remember not so long ago, uh, a dentist from Michigan got caught cheating in marathons around the country. And they did a big expose on it. And, and there's no question the guy was cheating. And a lot of things were speculated about. And people were saying, well, how did the guy cheat? How did he cheat? Because he was racing in races where you wear a bib that when you go over a timing mat, it records that you passed over the mat. And so at the beginning of the race and the end of the race, and then all the timing mats in the middle, they can show when you hit the different spots. And somehow this guy was winning races. And when someone first spotted how unusual it seemed that he's winning these races, uh, he wasn't actually winning the races outright. He's winning his age group. They said, well, let's go back and look. And there's a lot of photographers in these courses. And they discovered that there are places on the courses not near timing mats the guy never went by. And I can tell you what he was most likely doing. This is my theory. My theory is he'd show up in, uh, in town a day or two early and figure out where the course was. And then go to the local Meyer or Walmart, Kmart, whatever, and buy himself a cheap bicycle and a lock. And hide it about a mile from the starting line in the course. And then the night before the race, as they're setting up, go out and find out where all the timing mats are. And then the next day, because he quite often started the race wearing a shirt over his bib. The next day, he'd start the race, run across the starting mat, casually walk off the course, get on a bicycle, and then ride up the first timing mat, make sure that he's around the time he needed to be there, very, very casually take off his shirt, walk across the timing mat, get back on the bicycle and cruise. And, I mean, some of these courses have timing mats seven or eight places, but that's over 26 miles. And on a bicycle, you could very, very easily finish the races with the kind of times that he had. And um, they know for a fact that he cheated. I mean, there's, there's no question about that. The only thing they ever argued about was how he did it. And I personally think... It was the uh, old bicycle park near the starting line trick. But I could be wrong on that. As from cheating, no question about it. So if you have doubts about this or curiosity about it, look up Cheating Marathon Dentist Michigan, and you'll find it. Hans Niemann, chess player, also cheated. There you go. So from Yahoo.com, chess's largest website accuses Hans Niemann of cheating in more than 100 games after they investigated and actually analyzed those games. Dennis and Dan both sent it. Thanks a lot. Questions or comments, put them below. I'll just talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Leto's Law. My idea of housework is to sweep the room with a glance.